Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. If if Lee Moriarty, or if this was WWE, and there's Lee Moriarty and you got Lee Johnson, what would you change Lee Moriarty's name to? Me Moriarty? No, it'd be like, they already got like a ricochet. I feel like they need like like a pseudonym like that. You call them Tiger Mask and pretend that they were the first ones to call somebody Tiger Mask. Oh, Tiger Mask. Yeah, they do that. Or Tiger Boy. They definitely do Tiger Boy. Then Tiger Mask, for real, for real, would like be standing off to the sidelines like... Yeah. Actually, they wouldn't even hire him or have him pass job or anyway because he's not a big burly dude. That's what I was gonna say. I don't think he'd ever make it past just being some guy. Even though he's like one of my favorite. Yeah, like Malik Blade. Yeah. Lee Moriarty's so fucking good. Anyway, this is the this new is schedule. Our first AW podcast. It's not our first. Oh, our first official. <laughs> our first on schedule one. And can we talk about our fun little beers. Not sponsored. But please sponsor us, whoever the uh, Mayflower. Love and Wrestling. That's the name of the beer. Well, the name of the type of beer. It's the brand. Oh, that was super cute. We bought it this weekend, and I was like, wait, you know what this would be great for? Wrestling show we do. That's a double It would be really hard for me to drink right now because I had a very salty dinner, and now Mm. I genuinely, like, I might have to get up in the middle of this and get... Or water, because I am like, you, do you have? Do you ever have like that insidious thirstiness? Yeah. You're just like, I need to drink so much fucking water, I'm gonna die. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel right now. Um. Well, this is AEW. Um. Quite a lot happened. Cody Rhodes was set on fire. Um. <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah. That was shit. Good choice. He had shit peeling off his back. And I want to say, I want to say, there's no documented proof of this on Twitter, but, but, I called it. I saw um, him with that peeling back and I was like, it kind of looks like, I, I feel like it's like the fireproof flame retardant stuff. So as the, as the co-signer to this claim, um, I want to say that what Mark actually said was, I wonder if it's flame retardant stuff. There was very, there was very little critical deduction, but Marcus did say from the get go, maybe it is, you know, like flame proof stuff. I wasn't so confident because I, I had only seen it as like a gel, not as like whatever the fuck that was. Right. We the way we've seen it a lot of times is like in like that like kind of like reddish, tarry looking. Well, also like the the really thick clear gel that they put on stunt actors. Well, you, you would have seen that. I, I haven't yeah. seen that. Um, let's see what else happened. Um, the, the, the Ruby Soho beat Chris Statlander to move forward Spot in the TBS uh, tournament. Just saying. Um, Ruby Soho deserves something good after all that time. She put Ruby Soho WWE. deserves a main card title. Chris Statlander is perfectly, perfectly set up for a mid card title. Yeah. There's no reason to deny well, her that opportunity. I think Jade Cargill is more likely for a mid-card title. I think she needs that. 
Um, let's see what else happened. Uh, Billy Ass and the Ass Boys were beat by Sting and Darby, so they're no longer undefeated. Um, but 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 Wardlow fought a jobber. Some setup for Rampage Friday, which will be Tony Nese versus Sammy Guevara for the TNT Championship. Um. We had Lee Moriarty, the GOAT versus CM Punk, the other GOAT. Um, um, the, we had a Hanukkah suit from Mr. Oh MJF. Oh my god, that was so good. <laughs> was, it was all fun and games, and then CM Punk started making fun of it. I was like, no, I don't get to do that. He didn't make fun of the fact that it was Jewish. He made fun of the fact that it literally looked like pajamas, which it did. He said that they were Larry David's pajamas. Yeah. Because they're is, both Jewish. He's making fun of the fact that they were Jewish. No. Larry David is a great man who's accomplished very much. <laughs> I want everyone to know that, that I'm being a dick. CM Punk is not like MJF. He doesn't go for low-hanging fruit. No, I'm being a dick is what I said, so... There's fair. Yeah. Um, and then we had uh, Miro wanting to fight God... And Brian oh. Danielson uh, destroyed another member of the Dark Order. Tore his he's MCL. making jokes about Miro fighting God, but I feel like Miro's about to fight God. Yeah, I think he's literally about to throw hands with Jesus Christ. Assuming that's his God. Yeah. We don't know. Whatever, whatever the physical manifestation of his God is. Right. But, you know. It's going to be uh, Serpentico and uh, Wig and Beard. Set your sights high, right? <laughs> for the shoot for the moon, you're gonna land on the stars. Well, you, you know, you know how Cody is uh, Fuego too. Yeah. Cody comes out with the wig and beard and Jesus uh, costume, <laughs> but you still he see the, you still see the neck tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> no. A lot of people thought that that he got it removed or it was like temporary because there's a clip um i forget what it was from maybe roast to the top or, or something some vlog where he's like talking to somebody and you don't see the neck tattoo anymore but then somebody said it's probably he probably went to go fight as fuego too and put makeup over it yeah uh, we can all wish fortunately yeah. Um, we also did get some matches for next week lined up, which I'm really excited we about. We we will be at the uh, UBS show, <laughs> the Long Island show, the IBS show. Week number two of our modified schedule. We won't be around. <laughs> we could do. We could do. I I thought about this like while we were uh, walking back from Grand Slam. We could just like. Do it outside. <laughs> like, use my phone, just do it live on my phone. <laughs> if I didn't have to drive back, I would say absolutely. But we also might get stuck in traffic, so. Oh, that's right. We're driving there. We can't just Uber. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking sucks. Um, yeah, we got the, uh, the Diamond Battle Royal. Battle Royale, whatever. Which MGF will be a part of. I think that's for the, the Diamond diamond ring that he has is it 
It makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Um, there will also be Brian Danielson versus um, uh, John Silver. And there was one other match that they announced. I can't remember. Um, uh, uh, Jamie Hayter versus uh, Rio. That's right. That's right. Where if uh, Rio wins, she actually gets a title opportunity. <laughs> Let me just say, I'm a little annoyed by it, but yeah. I'm excited to see Jamie Hayter. Yeah, me too. All right, so that's our little, little tiny little recap, Liz. What if what 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 news do we have? We have a lot of news, and you are welcome. I did not uh, do what I think Liz last year would have done, which is all the news from oh god Thanksgiving to now. But I didn't do that. I did all the news from Raw till now. Which I thought was fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Also, going forward, I will be doing that for all of these shows. I'm not doing... No, we'll have our Sunday show. So I guess technically, one way or another, it's fair, it's fair. Yeah, it'll only be two days in between. Okay. So, let's see. Let me look at my bookmarks. Not actually a ton of news, funny enough. I, I thought it was really interesting. Um... want to start with um so Diego Del Sol is going to be making his GCW debut who is? Diego Del Sol oh he's going to be at their Dallas show GCW Alive um I don't know if said who he's fighting i don't think i don't think that there is anything saying who he's fighting yet you should fight ninja mac although i think ninja mac has an opponent i think it's alex zane that he's fighting um you might know better than i would but it says for um they like announced him and then they said plus um thunder rosa versus ally that's gonna be real good and then the briscoes versus and it says here mac slash dante do you think that's Mac slash Dante? That might be Ninja M-A-C-K. Mac. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's Ninja Mac. I I don't know about Dante. Or if it's Martin. No, it's not. Dante Martin hasn't done anything with uh, GCW. But Dante Martin's off the fucking rails now. So, <laughs> just to say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think that's really exciting for him. I'm I'm really glad that Fuego's getting so much like. Everything he deserves it. He really does. Yeah, he does. He's he's got so much fucking fire, so much fuego in him. You happy with yourself? Okay. Um, Scotty Tuhati announced his first WWE booking. But you mean uh, post WWE booking? Okay, I was gonna say what. <laughs> He announced his first post-WWE booking. Um, he is going to be at Christmas Chaos at St. Anthony's Church Gym in Butler. Um, it's for ISPW Valentine's Vengeance on February 18th. Interesting. Let me see if anyone else is booked for that right now. Is it ISPW? Um, ISPW. It doesn't say anyone here, but... Let me let me check cage match. 
I-S-T. So apparently a lot of people were pissed off about the Raw episode and um, all the pot shots taken at, uh, shit, um, Ace Talent. Makes sense. I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, it's like... What, what was the name of the show again? Valentine's, like, apostrophe S, Vengeance. I mean, considering it's taking place in a church gym, yeah, I don't think it's like the biggest show in the world. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, apparently, Trish Stratus is returning to the WWE in some WWE news because we do WWE now before AW. Um. Apparently, the official Trish Stratus website wrote that she is going to return for one night only to host the uh, house show that's happening on the 29th of this month um, in Toronto. So she is, I guess, still with the WWE. I guess so. I mean, <clears throat> Paige is still technically still with WWE. She's still in there. Uh... Mm -hmm. Online roster. Well, Paige will cling to it. Um. So. Also. WWE. A, a previously WWE talent was cast as the lead in an action movie. Is it Lana? Mr. Carrion Cross. <laughs> Yo, good for him. Good for him. Yeah, you know what? Hope he has fun. Um, he's going to star in a movie. It's he's been cast as the lead role, so good for him. Um, the title has not been announced, um, but the filming is going to begin in twenty twenty two. Good for you, Mister Cross. I'm so excited. I hope he brings the mask back. Miriam said, but are they going to let Scarlet say all his lines for him if he's the lead? <laughs> Aww. The only way the movie's going to do well. Yeah. Also, a former WWE talent is going to be opening a 24-hour gym in Japan, and that is Kairi Sane. Oh, good for her. Oh, I saw, I saw some Instagram post that she made that was kind of weird um because she did one of those instagram posts that's like like you make a whole banner out of like six posts oh yeah yeah. and i only saw like a couple of them and i was like what the fuck is this but um, good for her yeah, i wish we had a 24-hour gym near us i'm sure there are some i feel like if there were ever a time that i'd be like willing to work out it's probably at like 2 a.m Really? Because, like, in the morning, I'm like, no, bed. I'm in the bed. I'm comfy in the bed. I'm happy here. This is my safe space. Planet Fitness is 24 hours. Do we have a Planet Fitness near us? Yeah. I wouldn't have to take a train to. It's on, it's on Steinway. Oh. I said near us. I meant it. Um. All right. Now on to some... Oh, no. More WWE news. 
Um, apparently, this is just like a small thing that I thought was fucking insane. Apparently, Red Notice is now Netflix's most watched movie of all time. That's a weird choice. But I mean, I guess you got The Rock, you got Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, um, what was it fucking competing against? <laughs> like, uh, Bandersnatch? We see that suggested when I'm like trying to switch through, like, to find something to watch, and I'm like, no. Um, so Xavier Woods is going to be hosting a Nickelodeon special called Treasure Truck. Hmm. Yeah, apparently, in Treasure Truck, four families will compete against each other for the chance to win some of the truckload of gifts. Um, and the show is going to premiere on December 8th. Dude is packing the hell out of his resume just in case. I don't know if it's just in case anymore. I feel like Xavier's like, do, do look at me the wrong way once and I'm out. They legit, they, they legit pulled the crown off of his head and stomped on it. So he doesn't have King of the Ring holding him, him down anymore. Or rather, holding him up. Um, okay. Just a little bit of AEW news. Um, Roads to the Top was renewed for a second season. Thank God. Thank God. We, we gotta catch up on that. We really do. that. It's a fun fucking show to watch. I hate to admit it. It's like fun like other reality shows in that it's like a fucking car wreck you can't stop looking at. It's also, it, it's also fun in the sense that you get to see a lot of AEW stars outside of AEW. It's the one show where I like Cody, mainly because his sister is fucking nuts. What is her name? Teal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teal makes Cody look like a fucking saint. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, and final piece of AEW news, and it's pizza news that everybody, I think, knows about now. Um, Big Swole has decided not to renew her contract, which is really upsetting, but also I'm hoping that she's, like, doing the best for herself. Cause yeah. I, I'm sure she has a plan. I'm, I'm sure she wouldn't be doing this if she didn't have oh, kind of an idea of what she wanted to do. I hope that, yeah, I hope that, like, this is going to re result in her getting exactly what she wants. You know, to be honest, maybe she's got something lined up with WWE. She seems like she'd be a great fit there. Uh, maybe. It, it's money. <laughs> it's hella money. I mean, if, if wrestling is still what she wants to do, it didn't... It sounded like she was kind of going on, like, a, a soul-searching kind of deal, uh, you know? I I wasn't sure if it was, like, different uh, offers or, like, a Jake Atlas situation. Definitely, in my opinion, sounded more Jake Atlas-y um, in her... ...comments. Because she starts off saying, over the past couple of months, my life has taken on the mantra, grow, learn, change. Um, and then... She says, today is my last day, and as bittersweet as it is, I'm proud to say that I've lived my dreams while making a difference. Which sort of sounds like she's not wrestling after this. You know? She's happy. That's what matters. <laughs> Listen, as long as she's happy, that's what matters. I'm looking forward to finding out whatever the next chapter is for her. Yeah, me too. She's very talented. Um, yeah, she is. 
am going to miss hearing her song though. Mm. And I will not sugarcoat. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That's still on Spotify, so. <laughs> um, that is all the news I had. Also, I'm gonna fucking jump out a window because I didn't up the news sign. Wow. Day one. Day one back on the saddle. Also, uh, speaking of Spotify, I uh, went on um, WWE's Spotify to update the the wrestling entrance playlist. Didn't realize that Dakota Kai has new walkout. Yeah, it's like it's combat, but it's remixed. Uh-huh. And the 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 cover for it actually looks awesome. Because it's Dakota in her new look, but not like her new crazy look. It's when she had like the middle part, but like the volume in her hair. Oh. Like Raquel feud look. I don't exactly hate the current look. Yeah, I don't either. All right. Let's get into the matches and promos. The recap of today. So. We started off, um, we get Hangman Adam Page on commentary for our first match, which is Brian Danielson versus Alan Five Angels, who uh, was very, very over with the Atlanta crowd. Mark. Hmm. So, what did you think Alan was? Oh. So, Brian Danielson came out. My hair is, like, all over the place right now. Oh, trust me, I know exactly how you feel. So. Um, Brian Danielson comes out, and they show a wide shot of the ring. And I see uh, a bald, bearded man um, in the corner. And I was like, oh, they're not going to play Alan Angel's walkout? And then I, I, it clicks. I'm like, oh, that's Bryce Remsburg. <laughs> and now I... Can't get it out of my head that Alan Angels and Bryce Remsburg look pretty much exactly the same. They really do. Um, this was a good match. It really was. It, it was fantastic in the way Brian Danielson was, was pouring in a little bit of uh, character. It was fantastic. Bill Danielson, I think, is like one of my favorites. He is he is legit he like greatest of all time levels already. He is such a good heel. Um all the way down to kissing Alan's sweet little head just as the kick his head in chance started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it's great that Alan's over, but also they're chanting kick his head in, so what are we gonna do here? He is legit, uh, like, one of the most versatile wrestlers ever. Like, extremely over as a face. Like, unbelievably over. And then, at the drop of the hat, he uh, is unbelievably over as a heel. I think, like, the thing is, is that he, like... I think it's because he's got that nostalgia to him. No. Yeah, he's like a little bit of nostalgia, but like, I don't know. I don't know. Because he doesn't feel like like CM Punk status being like that much of a legend. No, 
I just think that because he was like such like a, a household name in the WWE. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, how can you go wrong with him? Still wish he kept or was able to keep Daniel Bryan because that falls off the tongue so much better than Bryan Danielson. Brian Danielson, isn't that like his actual fucking name? That is his real name. There's a reason wrestlers don't go by their real names. <laughs> I have um, the dual monitor set up, uh-huh. but I didn't realize that I also have my notes set up on the side. I've been reading my notes on the side and not on the dual monitor. <laughs> I just feel stupid. Um... Yeah, so we get this nice, um, like a lot of uppercuts to Angel's butterfly, but uh, beer's fucking hitting me early, I guess. Um, a butterfly suplex into what I almost correctly spelled off the bat, the Juju Katami, which this is something fancy that I'm learning that we're going to have to kind of deal with a little bit. What? transitioning that I'm going to have to deal with a little bit in transitioning is use a lot of different words and like new terms for moves like I've heard Jujikatami before from mm-hmm. um Excalibur but I never had to take a note on it well, it, a lot of it is just fancy wording for more simpler terms that WWE would have used to be more accessible. For example, True. a tope suicida. That's just a suicide, suicide dive. But I like saying tope suicida more. That's so fun. <laughs> that rolls off the tongue. Nobody says it better than uh than than Excalibur too. Oh. Um. So. Yeah, we get the butterfly suplex into the Jujikatami to Alan Angels, and then a nice little sp- like standing Spanish fly to Danielson, which I thought was really cool. I don't get that very often. Yeah, yeah. And every time um, with the Spanish fly, I'm like, all right, who who's gonna come out on top with this? With this, like, who used it? I don't know. You know, <laughs> unless it's Sammy um, Guevara because that's his thing. That's it's it's sort of like the Puma tackle in that like kind of come out of it like. Oh, who who was tackled and who did the tackling? I mean, power slam, running power slam, specifically. Yeah, you know the puma tackle. I I just want to differentiate that it's the running one, not like the the snap power slam. All right, I popped out the video player because I was like, well, now I can like keep up with like other things that are happening. And you just completely cut out the entire oh, time nice. I was trying to load. I was just saying, I wanted to just make sure that, like, differentiate, like, the running power slam and the, the snap power slam that Randy Orton does. No, the snap, or the scoop slam, if you will, um, is power slam to me. Scoop slam is different. Because scoop slam, you put them down like a, like a falcon arrow, kind of. Power slam, you keep your body attached to them. Yeah, okay. Like, what Randy does is more of a power slam to me, and then yeah. what Cameron Grimes does is a puma tackle. I mean, that makes sense, because one's a tackle and one's a slam. Um, yeah, it, basically, Alan Angel looks like shit at the end of this match. Like, he looks like he's been, like, through the fucking ringer. And that is because he has been. Um, 
age. Looks like he kind of wants to run in and break that shit up real fucking fast. And I think Danielson kind of knew it. Um, and then a knee bar ends the match. Angels taps almost immediately after being put into the knee bar. Um, and then Paige decides that he's had enough of the shit. And uh, bops on down. But then John Silver comes out. Well, well, first, um, before we get there, uh, Brian Danielson, after scoring the pin, or scoring the submission, says, It's hard to tell if I'm ready. If that's the best Atlanta's got, I whooped his ass. Not only did I kick his head in, I'm pretty sure I snapped his MCL. Not that any of you know what that means. Um, You're right. <laughs> next week I hear there's a Dark Order member from Long Island. I'll kick his head in too. Do you think they made the schedule after the the Dark Order members? Wonder. They had to have. Think about it a lot, actually. <laughs> um, and then Hangman in Dallas, home of the Cowboys. That is where I take your championship. That is where I show the world that you are a one-hit wonder. Uh, that is where I show the world that cowboy shit is coward shit. The hangman gets up, goes to go down the ramp, but John Silver steps in and says, You can't touch him tonight, per orders of Tony Khan. But, guess what? I can touch Brian tonight. <laughs> I can touch Brian. I hate the way he said it, too. And then John Silver runs after him into the ring. Danielson leaves the ring. He says, You think I'm going to share the ring with this joke? He's beneath me. You know Tony Khan said we can't touch today. Man, I would love to step you, slap you in the face in front of these people. Paige says, do it then. And uh, Danielson says, these jerks don't deserve to see it. Uh, we then get a weird-ass Miro promo where he's in an all-white room. Yeah, this was strange. Like, was it heaven? Maybe he, maybe he went up to heaven. Like, he visited heaven to talk to his god. The the Miro story, like, everybody else is kind of down to earth in the sense that it's like, no, Paige is, like, dealing with his, like, personal demons, and Daniel Bryan's, like, crazy, and, like, you know, Cole and the Super Click are dealing with their own shit. Then Miro's just fighting God. It's like, okay. <laughs> so, Miro's in this all-white room. He says, the vision came to me. My God, thank you for showing me, for teaching me what an asshole you've been. The line has been drawn. The floor will turn red. Now I'll bring fear. This is the word of the Redeemer. God, he's fucking amazing. Say that too loud, Mark. He's gonna come and fight you. <laughs> like, M Miro should be in line to be the fucking AEW champion at some point. Like, fuck. I wish there was should a third be. title to put on him. No. He should have kept the TNT title. He really should have. I yeah, I don't think that Sammy ever should have beaten him. Maybe maybe but like a biased. maybe like a month or two down the road, but give him some more time with that belt. That's why I'm kind of hoping that at the very least Sammy's reign is a little abbreviated in the sense that like Mira didn't have that long of a reign. Yeah. Darby didn't really have that long of a reign. Well, uh, I was actually looking this up today. Darby Allen's reign was 180 84 days. Yeah. Uh, Miro's was 140. Just a month no. less. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I let me double check. Might be wrong. I, I might misremember. Uh, we not see the entirety of Darby's reign. Did we not see the entirety of? We did not see the entirety of Darby's reign. Oh, okay. I think. Well, okay. So because I follow people online that like talk about it. Um. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah. Darby's was 186 days. Miro's was 140. Okay, well, now that you've said that we don't... We haven't seen the entirety. Both Darby's. of them. Both of them had longer reigns than Cody. Cody has had 122... Or 113 days. And then uh, Sammy so far has had 63. And Mr. Brody Lee had 55. All right, so then after that, we had Lee Moriarty versus CM Punk. And for a second, I believed, for a second, I believed that Lee would win this. I think a lot of people were, like, kind of hoping. But, I was like, um, everyone's going to think that MJF is going to be the first to beat Punk, but they might throw a screwball and have Lee be the first one to beat him. And then it's up in the air. But no. Yeah. Um, speaking of. Speak of the devil and he shall appear. Um, Mr. MJF. Made me so goddamn happy. MJF comes out wearing this full Hanukkah suit. Dressed to the nines, dressed to the tens. <laughs> um, it made me so excited because, like, you got what? I don't know. I don't know how many wrestlers are out there openly celebrating Hanukkah. But to have MJF out there in the full suit, I was like, yes. At the halfway point for Hanukkah, you get this, everything's good. Mm-hmm. A real festival of lights, baby. Um, also, I have openly let my Hanukkah candles potentially burn the apartment down multiple times. So, <laughs> doesn't care for that shit, apparently. Yep. Um, the one nice thing about Hanukkah candles is that Hanukkah candles get their shit done. Yeah, 30 minutes. What? What'd you say? It's at 30 minutes. Hanukkah candles last longer than 30 minutes. Our our Hanukkah candles last about an hour, I think. Mm. Um, usually, now we're lighting them at 4.30, and they typically burn out around 5.30, It's really nice. They, they plow through. To worry about them fucking i'm going to one day though my get rich quick scheme oh, that's gonna be i'm gonna make a menorah make a menorah you don't have to shove the fucking candles into the little holders hey liz you realize this is a wrestling show right 
want everyone to know what my plans are. <laughs> um, in case, in case there's somebody out there listening that, um, the money and capabilities to do it better than I can, because I don't have the money or the capabilities. I just want to let you know that um, um, Mojo Raleigh tweeted a photo of him uh, posing next to a uh, price sign in Walmart that says $69. That's what he's up to today. You know what? Anyway. For Mr. Mojo. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so, um, sorry. So, uh, MJF comes out. He sits at commentary because this is just a night of having commentary guests, I guess. Um, he makes fun of CM Punk for a while. Get a leg lariat to Moriarty. And a pouncing crossbody to CM Punk. Um, CM Punk ends up getting his own crossbody to Moriarty, um, who rolls through, which is just Lee's thing, I guess, is just rolling through shit that probably should have like ended him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a nice bear paw to Moriarty as he's placed up top by Punk, um, which MJF says is a blatant closed fist punch. I like that a lot because it wasn't. I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's make the most out of nothing. Um, there's a fucking Frankenstein out of Moriarty, though, off the fucking top rope. And that Moriarty, like, landed on his head. Like, that he was lands on his head, and then he rolls through! Yeah. Lee, Lee is fucking amazing. I feel like he shouldn't be rolling through! <laughs> I feel like, at that point, you just lay down... <laughs> you lay um, down and cry. Yeah, like maybe you curl up a little bit. Make sure that your like vertebrae are still connected to one another. Um, so there's an underhook to Punk. Punk ends up getting his GTS though to win. Um, but you know what that makes me think of? It hurts me deeply inside. I haven't seen him in so long. Mm-hmm. I think about the GTS. I think of Kenta. Hope we get that feud soon. That would be amazing. I miss Kenta so much. Yeah, me it too. physically pains me. Maybe, maybe, uh... No, Winter's Coming will probably have MJF versus Punk. I was thinking maybe Winter's Coming, they get Kenta to come in. But, um... I don't know. It would, you know... I would think that they would have Punk versus MJF next week. Yeah, but they're having the Battle Royal then. Yeah. I'm just, what I'm saying is that it would make the most sense for them to have Punk versus MJF next week. I'm not saying that from like the biased we're going to the show, I want to see this kind of perspective, but like from the just seems to make sense perspective. Yeah, I don't know. I, AEW has cared less about those like hometown hero things, less than WWE does. 
it, it's fine. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a predictable way to do things. And if you're going to go from the non-predictable way to do things, then you do the WWE thing where the WWE makes the person lose in their hometown, which is not fun either. Yeah, to get that cheap heel heat. Yeah. And they so. probably would have Punk win. Um, and they don't want that heel heat on Punk. Um, alright, so... MJF gets off commentary after the match, and he says, The only thing you're best in the world at is trying to, to get into Britt Baker's pants. Which, that was a weird line. When... Um, yeah, Britt Baker was tossed around a lot in the, this... Um... So you're in this promo it made me very uncomfortable i, I didn't I, like this at all honestly i think it was it was brought up because um punk last week said like the fact that he's a he's one of the four pillars he gets outshined by Britt baker something like that he said you're so busy worrying about being one of the four pillars that you haven't realized that Britt baker has like surpassed you which right. yeah whatever it's fine to do that because like that in, in using her in that context in the promo is like she's better than you. Yeah, she's more important to this company than you are. Mm -hmm. And then today we just kind of made it like this weird sexualization of Brit, which it's like. I mean, I didn't like it. I didn't like this at all, honestly. I mean, uh, I saw a tweet that had um, MJF posted of a selfie with him and Baker, him and Brit. With her flipping off the camera, and MJF said she's not interested, and that was like an hour ago. So I think she was in on it. It doesn't matter if she's in on it. It's still, as as a female viewer, mm -hmm. it personally made me feel like. I mean, they yeah, they did the same thing with like Paige Van Zandt, and it, it's really which weird. was gross. Yeah, they're people. Yeah, I don't know. Um. And then you said, uh, you aren't CM Punk, you're a one punk chump. Um, and then uh, Punk said, you got a lot of nerve coming out here, talking about pants when you're wearing Larry David's pajamas. Bring your needle dick into this ring right now. I love how he goes from calling him like Larry David in pajamas to <laughs> calling him a needle dick. I didn't like any of these things like he was saying. I didn't like there. There was not a single comeback in either of their like halves of the promo that made me feel like, yeah, this is good. This is the same guy that had the pipe bomb. Just calls him a needle. I didn't like dick. the term needle dick at all. I didn't like that one and bit. The crowd started chanting needle dick. Um. MJF says, you want to see me and Punk go at it? Too bad. You need me more than I need you. You haven't had a, you haven't had a flame since 2011. I'm going to show you what a real professional looks like when I win the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal. I'm, gonna, I'm going to be better than Piper in Portland, Brett in Canada, or CM Punk in Chicago. I'm going to be amongst a sea of people chanting my name at the top of their lungs, and I'm going to put your dog to sleep. Because he said how annoying CM Punk's dog is backstage. I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> it's escalating it a little bit. Punk was like chilling in the ring for a while, and then the dog got mentioned. He was like, fuck! 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just so fucking ridiculous. And then Wardlow comes out and, and defends MJF from Punk. You know, Wardlow needs to understand that it's okay to turn on MJF. Not until next week when we're there to see it live. Uh, so then we had an interview with Britt Baker. She says, it was disgusting what Tony Khan did to me, uh, making me fight uh, Riho. She cheated and stole a win. Um, and Jamie Hater said uh, about like her match, or why she wasn't there to help or something. Uh, she said, I'm sorry, I was too busy having one of the best matches in the TBS tournament, and Rebel's like, didn't you lose? And Jamie says, um, she looks at Britt and says, didn't you have one of the, your best matches of your career with Thunder Rosa, which you lost? Um, and then Britt's like, all right, all right, getting back on track. Uh, Jamie Hader will fight Riho next week in a in a slaughter fest. And she said if, if Riho can get past Jamie, then she'll get a real title shot. Then we get a promo from Tony Nese. He says Sammy Guevara doesn't deserve to be TNT champion. Uh, wait, till what I, wait till what I do to those ribs come Friday. He, he worded it kind of weird. Wait till yeah. what I do to those ribs come Friday. That's exactly what he said. Uh, then we get Wardlow versus AC Adams. He power bomb. He power bombs him three times. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much it. Yep. Must really, the recap of the match that I can give you guys. It must suck to have your first match on on Dynamite be against Wardlow, your debut. It's like, Mom, I'm going out there to Dynamite. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it my best. I'm gonna win. Oh, I'm fighting Wardlow. Ah, shit. Sometimes with like the bookings, I like to imagine that like everybody walks in, like on the given day, and there's just like a piece of paper that says like who you're fighting, and like you just like walk in, you're like first day, feeling great, having fun, like you know, just got like my. Got it, like a nice pump on my protein bar. You look at the list and you're like, okay, <laughs> well. And then, like, it also says, like, the amount of time that this match is supposed to last, and it says 30 seconds, and you're like, oh, right. I better book that flight now. <laughs> all right, so uh, then we had an interview with Pac and Penta. Uh, Pac. Or, a, no, not Pac. Penta uh, says, FTR, we would love to defeat you twice in one night. Since you hurt my brother, we've got the best ally in Pac. Um, Pac has asked about his eye patch, which he has after the, the mist from Malachi Black. He says, Tony, am I an invalid? I am good to fight. Look into my eye. And he really, really holds his eye down. He pulls a Naito. Yeah. That was a weird noise. I don't know what that was. <laughs> uh, and then Penta drops a Zero Miedo. Um, 
Wait, have you... Have you gotten to the... I didn't take notes on it, so I don't know if you, if you have, or if we've passed it. Oh, that. I thought that happened before Wardlow. Might have. So, it, did, it did, because I was like, oh my god, is Bobby Fish fighting Wardlow? Okay, You're so... You're really pissed about it. Uh, what happened was um, before the Wardlow match, Adam Cole comes out, he goes to the ring, he, he poses in the ring, walks back up the ramp to commentary, <laughs> sits there. So he's on commentary for a match. Then Orange Cassidy comes out. They have a little face-off. Orange does the hands in the pockets. Um, <laughs> Cole's mad. But the Bucks come out, and they uh, they try and sneak up on Orange. He realizes they're there, does his little soft kicks, but then Cole goes for a low blow, and uh, then the Bucks start doing some soft super kicks to Orange, uh, only for the real strong super kicks at the end. And that's that. That's where that ended. I wonder if Bobby Fish maybe had like a scheduling conflict or something. Or like, I don't know. When is Triple Mania this weekend? It is this weekend. He might not be around. That might have been why they had the jobber match uh, with Wardlow. I'm going to be, I'm going to be really honest. If I have one opportunity to see Bobby Fish, if he's not there next week, I'm gonna have a fucking fit. I got, Thank I you. Gotta be honest. Gotta be honest. I know. I have a feeling that there might be some travel issues with the new uh, variant out in New York. God knows that somebody's probably not vaccinated. Just kidding. Oh, Bobby Fish. I respect him. Um, there, anyway, back back to where we were. Um, we now have Billy Ass and the Ass Boys versus Sting <laughs> and Darby <laughs> Allen. I thought Billy Ass and the Ass Boys did really well for. Uh... No. Billy Gunn, fucking at what fifty eight? He is a fifty eight year old man. And he, looks, he doesn't have any business looking the way he does. He's fucking jacked. And he moves like he's like 30. 30 is even in the, a, a, a bit like. Yeah, like 25. So help us if only we could be so lucky to look the way he does and feel the way he does. Yeah. At yeah. the ripe age of 68. 58. 58. Imagine he was 68. Sting is 62. And he's looking great, too. Yeah, Sting, Sting's one of those people who, like, when he first came back, I was like, no fucking way that he's wrestling. There's no way that he's wrestling. But then... And then Sting said, but wait. Um... So Darby, whose name I forgot for the beginning of my notes, um, rips up Colton, hits him with a dropkick, 
Sting ends up getting in. He sends Billy from the ring, and Billy's fucking P-I-S-S. Um, Billy's mad. <laughs> uh, Colton ends up getting in off of that, though. Give Billy some time to cool off, you know, as you do. Um, Billy, however, gets in the ring versus Darby. And Mr. Gunn. Mr. Ass. Billy Ass. Spikes Darby. Just spikes him, like, straight up. Puts him up in the air and just slams him down. I was like, Mr. Ass. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Sting gets in. He hits the Stinger Splash to the Ass Boys. Um, he wants a Scorpion Death Drop on Colton, but Billy tries to break it up. He can't quite. Um, so Austin comes in. Doesn't instead. Darby, however, dives neck first because Darby has no concept of mortality, which is fine. Um, dives neck first into Austin. Um, he then also uh, dives neck first into Billy on the other side of the ring. And we get a stunner to Colton and a scorpion death drop to Colton to win. I hate to admit, I had a lot of fun in this match. And I think yeah. it's mostly because of Danhausen. <laughs> I really think that 90% of my fun for this match came from them being referred to as the ass boys yeah yeah. I also I really want to see Austin wrestle more I, I, isn't he cleared to wrestle now I wonder if he might be cleared but he might not be like 100 maybe yeah like he might want to take some time still because I know like you can be cleared but like even Ember said like she was it's one thing to be cleared but like then you also have to like kind of like deal with like the psychological aspects of it yeah like getting injured in the ring and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and Finn even said he was like yeah like I'm good to wrestle but like I don't know how hard somebody's gonna come at my jaw next time right just fucking terrifying to me. Yeah. So after that, we had an interview with Chris Jericho. He says, I did not come to uh, Eddie, Eddie Kingston's aid on Rampage. I wasn't there to help him. I was out there to take out 2.0. The, those, are, those are the sons of bitches. And then they're attacked, he's attacked by 2.0 and uh, Daniel Garcia. I forgot. So I forgot completely that Chris Jericho came out to help Kingston. And I really thought that 2.0 was just out there to be fucking annoying, and I thought it was the <laughs> funniest thing in the world. Yeah. But you know what? Isn't this fun? Aren't we having fun? I I do like the AEW can kind of just mix up feuds with whoever, and it's all and enjoyable. It feels effortless. I know that, like, so somebody, I don't know if you saw this, somebody was complaining online about um, CM Punk fighting Lee Moriarty tonight. And they were like, oh, like, it's so stupid that, like, they're... Like, no they were like, no hate or whatever, but, like, um, so stupid that Punk's, like, fighting somebody that's, like, not even part of the feud. Punk was like, what do you want us to do? A co- can they coexist match? <laughs> like, And it's like, they're like, AEW is a wrestling league. And so... You're going to have wrestlers wrestle each other for points and for wins and stuff like that. 
um, and and that gives such an easy way to start matches. You know, like it, it's it it's how you make some seamless booking. I I talk about something really quickly. Hmm. It's not quite on topic, but it's something that I think you'll react to. Um. You know how we always talk about NJPW and how NJPW, like, they, they view it more as, like, a sport as opposed to, like, entertainment. Um, NJPW announced that Wrestle Kingdom is not going to be live on NJPW World. Is not going to be live? Not going to be live. So it's taped. No. More oh. so. I, I mean, I don't know how NJPW itself, like, you can watch um I, I, I don't know how it works in Japan. Obviously, like I don't know if there's like a, a place that they that Japanese people can watch it live on their TV stations. But for all of us who cannot access Japanese television, assuming that that's how that's done, um it's not going to be live. So is it like um, Fight TV? I don't know. And in order to find out, you have to message them. Wow. You have to th- fill out a contact us form. It's three nights, too. I know! Which, at the end of the day, it doesn't... I, I was thinking about it, I was like pissed off at first, because I was like, what the fuck am I paying for the service for? But also for English translations of everything. Um... But I thought about it, I was like, well, I'm not going to be watching Wrestle Kingdom live anyways. Like, I'll probably be asleep. Yeah. I hope I'll be asleep. <laughs> um, it's just like one of those like little things where it's like, God dang it, you little fucks. Yeah, I'm trying to find something that says it's not it, even. But... It's not even that I'm mad that I can't watch it on NGPW World. It's just that, like, where, where can I watch it? Who's able to watch this live if you don't have, like, tickets to the actual show? Just tell me that much. Yeah. And, of course, I Google how to watch it. I think it's Fight TV, because Fight TV did Wrestle Kingdom 15. Did they? Okay. Or at least they have it... On replay. I'm really excited for Russell Kingdom. I'm kind of bummed that it's not going to be live, but also, again, like I said, I'm probably not going to be awake for it, so. Well, it starts 3 a.m. Never know. Sometimes I have sleepless nights. January 4th, 5th, and 8th. Um, in 33 days, wow. Crazy. I remember thinking about Wrestle Kingdom being like, damn, that's pretty far away. Now I'm like... Of course, this site says all three days will be available to stream on NJPW World for viewers all, all around the world. In any way. Um, right. I just wanted to bring that up. I, I, I saw the notice when I was trying to watch um, Ag League, and I was like... Also, I didn't realize that Night 2 had Will Ospreay challenge for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. Um, I watched, 
I'm catching up with Tag League. Watched Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi versus United Empire. Mm-hmm. He <laughs> starts kicking Aaron Hanare. He's like, he says something along the lines of, how are you enjoying your colonial bullshit now? And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I'm so happy that they finally uploaded, because for a while they didn't have the English translations. Mm-hmm. And I was really annoyed. It, not annoyed, but I was really like bummed because it was like, it's one thing to watch it without the English translations and to watch it with the Japanese commentation. commentary. Not translation, but yeah. To watch it with the Japanese commentary, it's fine because it's still wrestling at the end of the day. You know what wrestling is. Yeah. But having English commentary is like, ah, thank God. And the guy who, um, What is his name? You know, we should be getting back to. Uh... Um, I just want to say that Kevin Kelly is incredible because Kevin Kelly, it's just him, hmm. like two and a half hours, just talking, nonstop. Good for him. I love that. I wish I had that capability. Um. Anyway, going back to uh, our regularly scheduled program. Uh, we had Leo Rush come out. <laughs> oh, don't roll your eyes at me. We can go off topic. It's our podcast. I know. I know, but still, we're going to bore people. If you aren't here to listen to us talk about wrestling, then I'm sorry. You're on the wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah, don't You've you know? You're tuned into the wrong show. Don't you know our target demographic is people who accidentally tune in? All right, so excellent. Tune in and listen to me talk about Kevin Kelly. Um, so then Leo Rush comes out. He says, Taz, you should know me. I've had the odds stacked against me my whole career. It's crazy to me for you to say you've had 100% chance to win this whole thing because that's insinuating I have 0%. I'm a fighter. Deep down, you know that I'm a fighter. You better believe me. I won't be going down without a fight. Dante Martin then comes out. Followed by Ricky Starks, looking amazing as hell. Um, and then we get Jade Cargill and Mark Sterling in a promo. Um, Mark Sterling says, Do you think you have a shot at the uncrowned rookie of the year? Thunder Rosa walks in. She says, Jericho isn't going to be here for Rampage. So they asked me to be commentator for one match. And I chose yours. Uh, and she starts yelling in Spanish as they're walking away. It just keeps going. She just keeps <laughs> yelling. Uh, then we get Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho in the uh, TBS Championship Tournament quarterfinals. Um, I'm not happy about this match. I'm going to be honest with you. Is it because Ruby won? They set Ruby up for a, a main card, main event title situation. Um, and Chris has kind of been sitting in the middle there. And I understand that Jade, yes, Jade's the obvious choice. But I wanted Chris to win. 
But Ruby also had her her main title shot. Okay, so she shouldn't be going for the mid card titles. She's uh, determined. Hmm. Oh my. What do I get? I don't see you going after titles. Mark, you will see me at the Battle Royal. I wonder who's going to be in that. Me! Jumping in the ring. God, you're going to be like that fan that attacks Seth. <laughs> I jump in the ring with gear. Do you think it'll be cooler? I think you'll have people uh, chanting. But you'll then have security up your ass. Um, I don't know. the The Ruby versus Chris match got pretty hostile pretty quickly. Um, Ruby did not care to be booped, which is you know I don't know fucked up. Didn't care for myself personally. Um, Ruby goes to hit Chris with the monkey flip. Chris, however, handstands away, which I thought was the coolest fucking thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Chris Statlander has this way about her where it's like she does shit and I just sit back and I'm like you're amazing. She's just so fucking cool. Yeah. Makes me crazy. Um. Uh, Ruby Senton's on to Chris. There's a blue thunder bomb to Soho and a buckle bomb as well. Uh. Ruby gets a poison run off to Chris. She goes for the no future, but that's blocked by Statlander. Statlander goes for the Big Bang Theory and doesn't fucking get it because Ruby rolls her up. Um, this match was longer than I have made it out to be, but at the same time, I was pretty upset pretty quickly. Um, and I wish that we had more than one match uh, for win this evening. Yeah, yeah, I know. Every day we wait. I know, I know. So after that, we had uh, Nyla Rose attacked Ruby after the match, and Chris kind of tries to come to her aid. Um, and then we get our main event: Andrade El Idolo versus Cody Rhodes in an Atlanta street fight. So we start this match. With Arn getting checked off the fucking ramp. The point where Jose has to help him up. Arn just like, he backs up and accidentally falls. Arn was like a fucking turtle on his back, dude. Felt so bad. It, it was not a great situation. It was weird that like Jose had to help him up. Jose at the same time was like supposed to be beating him. Oh boy, wait, wait, wait. I don't I don't think any of that was caught by the on the stream. It's not your fault. It's uh something happened with the chat. Yeah, it's it's just being a little fucky. Don't use that word, I hate that word. Um Oh wait, refresh chat, there we go. That should fix it. 
Sorry, I, there is just something that popped up uh, on in the chat for me. But it was just a notification on, on moderation settings. There we go. Alright, we're good. Do you know where I left off? No. never know I guess I guess so so Andrade tosses some stairs he drops Cody onto the corner of him this is around the time that I think I took the time to note that Cody's back was peeling like he had been sitting in the sun for 15 hours at a time and uh commentary tried to pull tried to say it was like oh the trash got on him yeah Commentary was like, oh, it's because the trash can was thrown into him. And I was like, what trash can skins you alive? Yeah. Um, and at the time, so this was uh, uh, right off the bat. Mark says something along the lines of like, uh, I, I think it's, uh, you know, flame uh, retardant stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, why, why would he be set on fire in this match? Yeah, you know. Which, to be fair, the match ended and I said the same thing. Um, <laughs> at the time, prior to Mark's suspicions being confirmed, we think it's just skin. Yeah, sunburn. Yeah. We think that Cody Rhodes is flaking skin off in the middle of a match on a bunch of people, including T-Pain, who is ringside, who hugs him. I was like, this is the grossest thing I've ever seen. Like, this is vile. <laughs> um, and, you know, I've, I've been sunburned many times before. I love peeling sunburns. I'll be honest with you. Um, not like that. That was vile. At the time when I thought it was skin, it was gross. However. Um... Jose's laptop gets broken over Cody's head. Uh, people want tables. Andrade says, no, no, no. Uh, we're not doing tables right now. Uh, we get a split leg moonsault on to Cody. Andrade goes for another moonsault, but gets sw swatted out of the air with a chair. That was so good. That was so good. <laughs> um... Then we get a suicide dive right into a chair from Andrade ringside. Cody gets the golden shovel out. He's well, like digging under ringside for like some shit to like use. And he first, pulls out the golden shovel. First he pulls out the sledgehammer, which is an oh, O I didn't to Triple that. H. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. And then he pulls out the golden shovel, which is a metaphor for in WWE, where if you bury someone with the golden shovel, that's like somebody high up, like John Cena, somebody like that. For Triple H burying somebody in their career, like Daniel Bryan, Booker T, CM Punk. There's a whole Urban Dictionary page about this. And it's just like, I'm sucking Vince's dick. And, you know, playing politics, shit like that, getting them buried. So that was a, that was a little nudge-nudge. Yeah, I thought that was, it, it was interesting. Um entirely relevant but interesting um especially because it's two post wwe guys so they would understand yeah um 
But uh, as Cody's uh, rifling through the memory lane, um, shirtless Jose? Shirtless and jacked Jose? He is, he is so jacked. <laughs> Jose's always been that guy who was like, yeah, okay, whatever. This is, there he is. Whatever. Some nerd accountant. And then he took a shirt off and I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's like remembering that, uh, remember AJ Styles' accountant? Abyss? It was not the same as Abyss. <laughs> but then you watch a match which has Abyss in it, and you realize, oh, fuck. <laughs> I just, Jose came out shirtless, and I was like, I'm gonna keep myself reined in, but, like, for a moment there, I was, like, thinking things. Um... Jose doesn't do much, though. Jose doesn't do much at all. He pretty much gets knocked on his ass the moment he approaches Cody. Um, I thought, finally... I thought T-Pain was going to get involved. <laughs> well, T-Pain handed Cody a chair. But he... I, I, I was hoping T-Pain would take, like, a fucking Canadian driver or something. Or Canadian destroyer. Fortunately, we can't have everything in this life. Um, Andrade finally gets a table set up. Um, a hip toss sends Cody into it. We get another table set up. Uh, Cody kind of vibes on it for a second while Andrade goes up top, and then somebody comes out of nowhere, and it's... But, like... Sorry. Brandy has the most recognizable face in the world. Like, mm-hmm. Brandy walks into the ring with, like, this, like, bandana up, and it's the, the commentary team is like, oh, who's that? And I was like, we all fucking know who it is! To be fair... Commentary has not held back on that kind of thing before. They immediately called out FTR as the Super Ronis. Yeah. The thing was, it's just like, it was very clearly Brandy, and like they were like trying to play kind of dumb on it. I was like, then she pulls down her mask, like, oh, and I was like, mm, of course it's you, babe. You've been around. You've. It's not like it's not like Brandy's been gone for like a really long time now. Brandy's been back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cody goes up top, like he meets Andrade up top, and then Brandy sets table on fire, and Cody kind of like belly to back suplexes Andrade was- into the. Table? It was a reverse suplex. Reverse suplex, sure. Um, he reverse suplexes Andrade into the flaming table um, to win. But he still... He's the one who falls backwards into the flaming table. Yeah. Not Andrade. Yeah. Not the, not the one who took the bump. Right. But this spot was fucking awesome. This was, was so incredible. <laughs> I love so this. Stupid. This was one of the best spots I've seen this year. It was the stupidest spot I think I've ever seen. Which is funny. Like, okay, I, I get it. If, like, the table's there, you use the table to break your fall, but you extend the person past it so they take a bigger fall. But then you light the table on fire. So you're just hurting yourself. <laughs> we all know Cody's a masochist. I just 
just like that his wife is participating now. And then she gave him a look that was like, yes, you're in pain. No, straight up. Straight up. This is why I was like, did Brandy mean to like hurt Cody? Brandy like comes up behind him like. I was like, what the fuck? We should mention. If you did, cool, awesome, fine. If you didn't. Mm -hmm. We should mention, give a little shout out, because there was a little uh, flaming piece of table that was stuck in Cody's arm. Or attached to Cody's arm that Andrade put out and, and hit and hit away. Professional. Extreme professional. Hey. Cody, on the other hand, I don't fucking know what's going on with him. <laughs> maybe maybe he knows he's retiring soon and like wants to get out all these crazy spots before he's done. I don't think Cody could retire anytime soon. I think he's gonna crush Jericho himself. He teased his retirement. Remember that? Yeah, but he teased his retirement for sympathy points. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so thus ends our recap of tonight's episode. Uh, you want to move on to best of the night? Yee yee, Brohano. Let's talk about the promo this of the straight night. Straight up is like going to fall over any oh, second now. That's good. That's awesome. Uh, you want to talk about this tonight? Before we get to pro to best of the night, if you have a question for a question segment, leave it in the chat right now, and we'll answer it after the bests of the night. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment with a question you have, and we'll answer it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at the live show, twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast to ask us some questions. I have a lot of answers if you have the right questions. Tons of answers. Not necessarily good ones. They're all bad. Alright, so promo of the night. Um I mean nothing was really exceptional. MJF stuff was like not amazing. I almost want to say Miro's promo. Um but the the Danielson Adam Page stuff was also great with John Silver saying he wants to touch Brian Danielson. <laughs> but I can we consider can we consider that a promo since it was like right after the match? Sure. Um let's just see if there's anything else. There wasn't anything super impressive with promos today. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it's that. No, no, no. Never mind. I'm going to say it's Miro. Miro wanting to fight God. Yeah. 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 That's. I think that's fair. I think that's really fair. Being in a, an all-white room. Just straight up challenging God to a fight. Alright, let's talk about Wrestler of the Night. There was a, a lot to admire from tonight's episode. So we started off. Uh, uh, I forgot how I did this. All right. <laughs> so Liz, I'm gonna give you three options, three choices Yee. for wrestler of the night. Mm -hmm. Um. Hmm. Huh. It's, this is a tough one. All right, I'll give you four. Oh shit. Um. Um, 
This is really tough. Yeah. I think you're going to be able to figure it out, though. So I'm going to say Brian Danielson, Lee Moriarty, Ruby Soho, and Andrade El Idolo. It's four. You got to pick one. Was my first option? Brian Danielson. I wanted to throw in Darby Allen, but I feel like he wasn't as good as everyone else that I listed. I won't choose him, so. Um... I might go with Andrade. Andrade. fell Good flat choice. there, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's who I'm going to go with. Okay. Alright, cool. Um, I don't have a place to write down our AEW uh, picks now. <laughs> um, <laughs> the best of the night. Um, Andrade. I don't know why I'm writing the whole name. Alright, so let's talk about match of the night. There were a lot of great matches tonight. Um, so as always, we go from the worst to the best. And Liz will say if she agrees or not. So, starting off with the worst match tonight. That is Wardlow versus AC Adams. Wasn't a bad match. It was fine. It was just a jobber match. So it did what it had to, and nothing more. Um, next up, five out of ten. Uh, Billy Ass and the Ass Boys versus <laughs> Sting and Darby Allen. It was a very fun match. Wait, six six out of ten is what I gave it. A uh, very fun match. I thought um, seeing Billy Ass was wrestle like this was was fantastic. Sting wrestling too was great, and everyone just gave it their all. It it was a very fun match. Um, didn't provide too much story, but it was just a good time. All right, next up. Uh, next up, seven out of ten. Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho. Super fun match. Super fun. I thought this was uh, great to see Chris and Ruby wrestling so well in a match like this. Yeah, just very impressive. Uh, next up with a 7 out of 10. CM Punk versus Lee Moriarty. Fucking love watching Lee Moriarty wrestle and CM Punk. This was also, a ton of fun. Um, Lee Moriarty was announced for Terminus. Yes, yes, he was. And every day that passes, I'm like, Atlanta's not that far away by plane. Where is it? The show's going to be in Atlanta. We're not going to Atlanta. But everyone else is going. Everyone else is going. If everyone else jumped <laughs> off a bridge... Would you? If Lee Moriarty was at the bottom, maybe. <laughs> oh, then I'd jump too. Yeah. <laughs> and for those who don't know, Terminus is uh, Jonathan Gresham's uh, pure wrestling focused uh, promotion. 
All right, so next up with a seven out of 10. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Alan Angels. Very fun match. Well, it was a little bit on the short side, kind of very expected. Um, but still, great fun. Uh, Alan Angels did a lot better than I expected, and Danielson just throwing in a lot of that story. It was great. And finally, my pick for match of the night. Andrade El Idolo versus Cody Rhodes. Like, it, it was un so unnecessarily good. Like, <laughs> that spot to end the match was so unnecessary. But it was amazing. You, you rarely get to see a spot that well executed. <laughs> like, uh, you, you don't get to see it very often. Hmm. Um, and also, like, the golden shovel bit, jacked uh, Jose. This match had it all. It had everything. It had so fucking much. It had T-Pain. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This match literally had everything. It had Arn falling down into the rafters. Horrible. <laughs> like... Uh, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I thought this was a super fun match. This match was... I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Because I fucking hate Cody. I hate him so much. This was like wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> this was wrestling. It was stupid as fuck. If you told me last year, we would be popping the shit for T-Pain, a flaming table... Uh, uh, a jacked accountant, a golden shovel, and Arn falling down. I'd be like, what are we watching? Like, fucking Teletubbies? <laughs> be fair. Yeah, actually, that's fair. Um, well, no, it, it, but this is, this is exactly what I was talking about to you. It was, it's like, if you told me two years ago that I'd be just, like, happily working out, watching fucking Japanese wrestling, I'd think that you were fucking insane. Mm -hmm. You know, here I am every goddamn day. Um, more so, if you told me that I was going to pop for Stardust versus Andrade, I'd say, well, you're out of your mind. That doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. That's the stupidest thing you could ever said to me. No, this was, this was so, by no means was this like a wrestling match where like, there have been wrestling matches that we've chosen for match of the night where I've been like, this was an incredible match. It was like really skillful. It was crafted really well. Mm -hmm. This was a dumb fucking match. It was dumb, but in the best way possible. <laughs> this match was so stupid. It's like, but this, it was so good. This because the, it was so stupid. The Halloween episode of Dynamite, like with the with the eight man tag, both of these were like peak goofiness. And I don't think this was even intentionally goofy because that flaming table spot, that was like, they they tried to do some hardcore shit with that, but yeah. with the the golden shovel, that was that was like a, just a shot at WWE. The T Pain stuff. <laughs> why the fuck was T Pain there? Why why did he just hand him a chair? <laughs> I I truly don't know. Um, but I I had the most fun with this match. It was. This come back from like a week and a half off. Come back from doing so many WWE shows. 
Back from all of that. Week in a day. Feels like it was much longer than that. Yeah. Um, but to come back from all of that, do this. This felt like the premium, just like, welcome back. Mm -hmm. This is wrestling. And I was like, yes! Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So to run it back, our promo of the night. <laughs> this is going to sound fucking crazy. Our, our best of the night of AEW Dynamite. Promo of the night, Miro yells at God. Wrestler of the night, Andrade. <laughs> Match of the night. Cody Rhodes versus Andrade in an Atlanta street fight. You know what's funny, though? What? We the goddamn person that hasn't been in the WWE. Oh. <laughs> oh fuck. All right, you want to answer some questions? Answer a question. I think we've got some questions on YouTube. Uh, we also have a question from Medium in... In the chat, excuse me. Um, ask let's... me a question. Huh? Can I ask you a question? Yes. You want to ask that now or wait till after the other questions? A quick question. Yeah. Do you have a favorite steak quarter? Favorite steak quarter? No. Okay. I, I don't remember any steak quarters. No, and I, I used to be big about that stuff. Like, I, I had a friend who would collect them. Um, but I, I never could remember any of what they looked like. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's start with uh, Milam's on YouTube, and then we'll go to Mariam's. Elizabeth, did you have a favorite state quarter? I did, actually. You have a favorite state quarter? I did. Um... My favorite steak quarter was the South Carolina steak quarter. Why? I don't know. I really like the fact that the South Carolina, like South Carolina's in like the little kind of like, it's almost like a diamond shape. They had the birdie and like the little tree. And I was, I, I, South Carolina was always my favorite steak quarter. And I always used to like, I, every time I found a South Carolina steak quarter, I'd it. Um, I would always hope that I would get a 1996 South Carolina State Quarter. I never could find one, and I didn't understand why, because like, I was into this when I was real young. And then I realized that the South Carolina State Quarter didn't exist until like, 2000. Wow. But, if I'm not mistaken, holy shit, you know what's crazy? You know when it was released? When? May 22nd, 2000! Oh my god! That's to me! That's, that's cosmic, is that not? Is that not cosmic? It is. Anyways, go on. <laughs> Alright, so my <laughs> oldest question on YouTube. He says, you guys seem ready for the RK bro breakup. I think everyone expects Randy to be the one to turn on Riddle. Uh, what do you think about Riddle being the one to turn on Randy? This is in, in uh, on the, uh, the Raw episode where the fan attacked Seth. I think that was last week. Um, 
uh, what, wait, what do you think about Riddle? Oh yeah, Riddle's definitely gonna turn on Randy. Like that's how it's gonna go. Okay. This whole feud started with people telling Riddle to be untrustworthy of Randy because he's gonna turn on him, and now we have Riddle trying to be more like Randy, it's meaning he's gonna become the Viper, meaning he's gonna do the betraying. I feel like this means that they're building Riddle to become Randy 2.0. I think they're right building him to become like a star. I, I wouldn't say Randy 2.0. I think he's going to kind of... They're, they're, they might book him to outshine Randy, in a sense. Like, they will have like a final match and Riddle will win. That sucks. I mean, it, it's doing what we've been asking them to do, which is building new stars. I have a new star that's... I, I agree. I think that he's going to turn on. I do think it will come soon, because they, uh... Now that they're champions, I don't think they really have anywhere to go now. Yeah. The next step is to lose their titles. Like, that, that's the, the next, next step. is dissolution. Yeah. And that's, that's always the thing with tag team stuff, is that, like, lose the title and you're best friends forever, or you mm -hmm. lose the title and, like, like, what else do you do? Yeah. And Turn that's something job. WWE forgets a lot, is, like, the the build-up should be the big thing, and then the win, the title win happens, because once you get the title, you can't go up anymore. You can't elevate higher. Like, your win, like a wrestler's win, will be the highest point. Yeah, you could have them beat large opponents, like get the Goldberg rub, shit like that, but it it's, nothing will be as big as the win itself, so you need that to be the payoff. I'm specifically referencing Nikki Ash. Like, oh, God. Anyway. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> uh, Miriam asked, if you, had a, if you had a match with Jose the Accountant, Alex, Tully, <laughs> and Arn, who would win? Wait, Alex. Abrahantes? I think well, Alex. Well, Jose is jacked. Arn has a fake gun which has a uh, stunned QT. So it that does something. That that gun clearly does something in kayfabe. Tully Tully's not not going to be like in any contest whatsoever. Um, I, I don't think Alex is going to make it anywhere. I think it's between Jose and Arn. I think it's Jose. I think I don't know. I think Jose has a good choice. I I I I definitely don't think it's Tully or Arn. Well, would no Jose took out Arn <laughs> before. <laughs> We're forgetting oh. that he took out Arn today. <laughs> Maybe it's Jose. Yeah. Tully's not going to do shit. Alex, I don't think, would be able to. I think because Alex has been the mouthpiece for so long, it's like... Slapped by the cat. Um, I think 
Alex kind of has had his time, like his chance to like kind of vent a little bit. Mm-hmm. Jose hasn't really had much ventilation, if you will. Oh yeah, he's got all that pent up aggression. Like, yeah, I feel like I feel like Jose is just waiting. Mm-hmm. Now, what if oh. you throw in um, AJ Styles' accountant, Abyss, but not not Abyss, his accountant. Sorry, not Abyss. Um, I, I would still go with Jose. I think Jose's. I think you like let Jose loose. Mm-hmm. It's like it's sort of like when like you like let a dog off its leash and it just goes woo. No, yeah. I think that's gonna be Jose. I think Jose gets let off the leash and Jose like the sh- the shirt is the leash. Yeah. I think Jose takes that shirt off and he's like. Whew. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he sprinted down that ramp. He was I fast he as hell. <laughs> now, throw Don Callis in the mix. No, thank you. <laughs> Why am I being bitten? Anyways. Um, no, I will not be throwing Don Callis in the mix. Thank you very much. <laughs> I would appreciate not to do that. What other, oh, I'm Vicky. still being bitten. Who's uh? Wasn't there another manager? I'm forgetting. I think there's another manager. Guerrero. No, uh, not Vicky. He would win. Yeah, Vicky would win, but isn't there somebody else? Chavo. No, not Chavo. Chavo would win 100. percent Mark. It wasn't who I was thinking, but you could throw him in. He'd win. He's a he's actually a wrestler. He is. I still feel strongly about Jose, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can get past Jose being jacked as hell. Oh, I mean, he took that shirt off, and I was like, "Oh my god, who are you?" <laughs> I've never been so betrayed by a man. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is Jose. Jose wins. Yeah. Jose is still in our heart. Well, how would this how would this match go down with Jose, Alex, Tully, and Arn? Oh God! I think that Tully and Arn would just tire each other out. I was thinking too, and then yeah. that leaves Alex open for Jose to take him down. Yeah, I mean Jose is much younger. I think he's got more time, like energy. Hmm. Yeah. Plus, it's a fatal four-way he can use his laptop. Very true. He can use his bag with a little knife in it, too. Oh, he had a couple knives. I think three. several knives. Why were there so many? No, the knives were... We were forgetting about that part of the match when they had knives in the beginning and they weren't referenced at all. <laughs> Andrade just came out with a knife and put it in a bag with other knives and didn't touch it. Amazing yeah. restraint. Also, I did love the idea of just like, here's this like bag, this like business bag, if you will. And we've <laughs> shoved some knives into it real quick. That's not how you take care of knives or store knives in any way. Well, it was a leather bag. 
So did you have, you said you had a question? What? Yeah. Nothing. Your cat's just chasing ghosts. It's fine. Oh, nice. Cool. He straight up went into the corner by the door and just jumped up. Their paws. Cool. And let out a very loud. Anyways. Anyways, um, yes, I want to know how you feel about the War Games poster. The the black and gold. Yeah, my real question. Color. My real question was about state quarters. I'm gonna be honest with you. That was my real <laughs> question. Um. You mean, you mean mostly because I was sitting here while you were moving on to the question section. I realized I've got a little stack of quarters. I thought it was really cool that they moved on to doing like, like uh, what are they called? Landmarks like, and monuments and shit. Oh, did they? Yeah, like we—I've got one for Teddy Roosevelt and one for Sachi, which I assume is like a nature preserve in Louisiana. Huh. So are you actually asking me about the NXT More Games poster? Yes, I am. I am. And now I am actually asking you about that. Okay. Uh, do you mean the, the half black and gold, half uh, 2.0? Yeah. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. I, I like that they're actually doing a 1.0 versus 2.0 thing now that like we've had time to sit with it. Uh, I've also heard arguments that 1.0 might win the match. I don't think they will. They've, they've been painting... 2.0 as being good but inexperienced and sloppy and that's been the point in every promo and and 2.0 is like a ticking time bomb and they have the perfect person to take the pin on 2.0 grayson waller it's true i don't know i guess my thing because i'm not thinking of it that way my thing was more like it's good, but it's it really is illustrating the end, which I think they need to do. Honestly, I especially if you have I these guess... people whose contracts are ending and might not resign, or they're calling up people. You want to do that in like a way that feels motivated and, and like actually have and like invoke some kind of feeling with everyone, and not just. These people are suddenly gone, you know? I, I feel like having, if 2.0 does win, and this is like a passing of the torch, um, I wouldn't be upset about that. But... I just... I guess, okay, so my thing is that, like, 2.0 and 1.0... 1.0 1.0 was like the one thing that I felt saved me from the main roster for so long and I think that watching the actual end of it is painful as fuck. Um, yeah. And yeah, you're right. We need the closure. We need the ending. Um, we can't keep carrying this on forever. Um, what better time or place to do it, but the 2.0 victory is going to be no more Samojo, no more William Regal, no more Black and Gold, no more of any of that, and potentially no more, you know, Johnny, um, no um, more a lot of people that mattered a lot to us. Yeah. 
I mean, just, it, it hurts me. I think I like it. Me, it makes me just really upset. And I know it had to happen sooner or later. And I kind of thought that we'd already done it. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Because we haven't. I'm like. And I, I think it's just because that we're we're used to NXT as being a third brand, when that was never really its purpose. And Vince is kind of just he he's standing by the the idea that it is just developmental people shouldn't stay in nxt um and i i mean that's the whole name it's next and this is who's next now they're either going to move up to the main roster and do better things or they're going to take what they learned in nxt and do it elsewhere um just a shame because i i i was late to nxt um, mm-hmm. my first memory of NXT is Damian Priest sitting with a folding chair on top of Finn Balor's neck. That's my first memory of NXT. It was so brutal. Was like fuck. Mine was the the fight pit, Riddle versus uh, Thatcher. Please don't mention Timothy Thatcher in this house. Don't talk <laughs> about him. Um. But also, we're we're enjoying two point oh. Two point oh has been it's been pretty fun lately. Lately, very very yeah. recently, within the past two weeks, um, Indy doesn't have a personality anymore. We never see Pete. It, it's we don't not see Tim. It's not perfect, but they are hitting their stride in a lot of ways. If they <clears throat> if they cut down the number of matches. If they um, fire Kevin Dunn, if they um, do some, it's just some improvements they need to do. I I think if they get Triple H back, if he ever feels good enough to return to work, um, then we might see a better stride to NXT 2.0. I, I what I'm saying is that there is they've shown potential to still be really good. It's just, I don't think I'm ever going to love it the way I loved. Yeah. I, there is some stuff to look at, like the Champa Braun Breaker match where they show depth in a match, storytelling through a match. Unlike the main roster where they do all their storytelling and promos, the matches are just like catalysts. Um, and with the whole um, Joe Gacy stuff it shows that they are capable and they're putting thought into promos and storylines and adding depth and mystery and nuance to stories there, it, it has more of a spark to it than the main roster in my opinion I, I, I would still watch NXT 2.0 hand over foot when it comes to the main roster. Especially on um, Raw. God, please. Um, it, it's just... It's a shame. I, and a lot, I think a lot of it's because... I don't give a fuck what the men are doing. A lot of what me i think is the fact that like the women's division has been so pared down to sexy women 
mm-hmm. um, women who can't get their mind off their husbands, then some other ladies. Which you know, to be fair, the other the other ladies are getting their fair share of spotlight. Yeah, I mean, but it just it pains me that the the, the women's division was so. When when I felt bad about the women's division in the main roster, I turned to NXT. Yeah. And now I don't feel like I can do that really to the same degree. Can I just say that in fairness to the the sexy women being toxic attraction, obviously. Um I think they're setting up kind of like a mean girls kind of storyline where the the hot popular girls are the bad guys. And then there's going to be somebody more relatable um, to dethrone them. Probably like Zoe Stark could. Or Jade. Jade. Uh, wait, who? Cora Jade. Cora Jade, yeah. Yeah, Cora Jade, definitely. Um, I, I, I think that's just kind of what they're setting up for. Um, although it was at the expense of Raquel's title reign. Um. I, I think it's worth listening to Champa when he said in a in a few months we'll all see. I think that's why I didn't wanna keep doing the NXT podcast is because I don't wanna have to wait that long to enjoy something. Right, right. 